Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big father. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074-994-3165. Or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. And maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is the Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. I begin today by acknowledging the Durumbal people, traditional custodians of the land on which we meet here today. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today, which their land we live on. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? Yeah, well, yeah. Help. Oh, there we go. Tequila shots all around. Tequila yeah. shots? Tequila makes my clothes come off. Oh, look, mate, it happens to the best of us when we meet people we love. <laughs> That's a big I'm step. so excited. I have never seen a grown man turn to water. Hey, what? That brought tears to my eyes talking about Big H. Yeah. Every Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. You know, it's slowly getting bigger. You guys uh, are like a will. pair of giggling schoolgirls. No, you really no. are. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that I don't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Jai Show. Good morning. Morning, mate. Afternoon, oh, actually. Oh, afternoon. Sorry, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. going backwards here. Oh, How are you, Jai? Yeah, I'm all right. Yourself? Oh, I'm not too bad. Happy Sunday. Sunday the 5th of November. Big day for you uh, on Friday, mate. Yeah, it was. It was my 30th. It was your 30th? Yes. Welcome to the Dirty 30s. Yeah, thanks, mate. Hey, I've got something here for you, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. That was the best I could come up with in uh, a few short minutes. No, it's good, mate. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, mate. Again, welcome to your dirty 30s. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Do you, 
how do your knees this morning? Oh, they're a bit touchy. Yeah. Um, but that's expected after a big weekend. That's it. That's it. So we have a bit of a full house here this morning. Got to uh, play this one again. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Special guest coming on. We do. Can't wait. We do. <laughs> you guys are so excited. I am I know. so excited. You guys oh, are like a will. pair of giggling schoolgirls. Oh. You really are. <laughs> it's been too long. Hey, what? I brought tears to my eyes talking about Big H. There you go. Just for your birthday, we brought Big H back. Oh, hey! hey. Something, fellas. G'day, mate. Good to be here again. We actually have, uh, we're joined by Big H. We also have here, uh, there's not enough microphones to go around, but we have um, Little Big bit. H, we have Little Reesey, and Serena uh, is in the background there as well. You guys can scream out hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, there's Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week been? It's been good, mate. Yeah. Um, it's actually like been a hectic week this week. I uh, did my exit interview for my current job. Yep. Um, I was planning on staying on board, but um, after thinking over everything, and um, I just really want to want to start this new job, focus on that, and then um, focus on finishing my studies for my diploma in counselling. Good stuff. So I just won't have time to. Um, Work within that industry at the moment in the community sector. But yeah. Oh, good. Big H, how's your week, mate? Oh, mate, been flat out like a lizard drinking. We um, we were up in Bagara for a week, so we left there on Monday. Drove back to Bris Vegas. Um, and then uh, had yeah, a pretty busy day Tuesday, and then. Wednesday afternoon, back in the truck with the big rig, heading back up to CQ. What an experience we had yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm um, and told me you broke down with <laughs> yeah. So me and Big H driving the big rig back to CQ. We're driving down, if anyone's familiar, the road from Apple Tree Creek to Bundaberg. And we turned off onto Cedars Road and as I was changing the gear I thought oh no something's not right here but it actually had been playing up since we left Brisbane anyway we get down the round the corner down the hill and uh, I still haven't stopped laughing about it the um, the gear stick went floppy yeah right and uh, lost all the gears no what go what gear stick are you talking about the truck gets to... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. copy, sorry. I know, you get a bit confused when and you say floppy. the went at the same time. It was, it was all on. Oh, so five hours on the side of the road, me and Big H and the Big Rig. Trying and to figure out the gears. <laughs> trying to figure... Well, we worked out, we're great diagnosticians. That's a big word. We, we, for... We're good at truck diagnostics, but not repairs. <laughs> uh, so you can picture it, right? The two of us on the side oh, of the road. Yeah. We had an absolute ball. I think we, we rang you twice. Yeah. Just to get in on it. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> I actually woke up in the morning and I just had this gut feeling that, like, the day was not going to, like, go to plan. And then when you, when you called me and told me you were stuck on the side of the highway, I just had to laugh. Because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> 
How's your week, Serena? You can come a bit closer to me if you want. Don't get too close. <laughs> yeah, my week's been good. I just got a new job, so... Hey! Congratulations. Happy about that. You come a little bit closer if you want. We're like sitting really close to each other. We should be on that side. Yeah. With you. So what are you doing? So what are you doing now for a job? Admin office work. Oh, nice. You don't want to say where? Don't have to. Handed in my resignation yet, so... Uh, Pack Plus. Did you say that? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to say it for me. Yeah. You can always count on Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping us honest. (laughs) Looks like you've um, got a busy day today. Yes, I do. Go around resigning from your job. It's not. It's it's not every day that you resign from your job. No. Well, I'm actually going to do it on Tuesday. I feel like I want to do it face to face. They might be a bit mad, but that's that's on them. So that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. If you're going to resign from your job, do it face to face. Yeah. You well, did the same thing. I think that's you? a good change. What was that? Sorry. You did that. You resigned face to face. Yeah. Look, I'm um. I'm a big person of being honest, even if it shoots you in the foot. Um, my job, especially, has been um, a bit hard to accept walking away from. Yeah. Um, just because of how passionate I am, and I understand um, what some of the kids go through, and um, so it's been a rough week. I've got some slack from my regular client, and. Um, just with he's not happy that I'm actually going, and I think it's more real now that we're doing transition changes and all that. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough on the, those kids too because they they have a lot of ups and downs in their life, and then when they change, like a support worker. Yeah, well, I think I don't think it's that often that they get um, a set support worker um, that's their primary sport for that house um, but a lot of the time I think you get a bit of mix and match but I've been with um, my client for 13 months so you know how does that all work like is it a case of you're gonna you'll be there on this day and then you finish and then the next day it's just someone else rocks up or do you kind of have someone come <coughs> in with you for a bit um, so I had to run him through like a PM shift. Yep. So like our shift hours are like two forty five to nineteen forty five. Yeah. Um and then next next week I do a morning shift with him. Yep. And then he'll do a day by himself. Yep. And then I'll after he's done his day, like if he's comfortable, like he'll just take over after so I finish on a Friday, so he'll take over on the Monday. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um but yeah, I think the realistic terms is you're not allowed to stay in contact with yeah. like clients yeah, through the yeah. system after you leave. Um, and I think that's just the hard thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I've tried my best to find a perfect fit for that uh, dynamic of house. And so did you have a bit of a say, kind of, in who was coming on next? Yeah, I was very fortunate that my um, current coordinator um, asked if I had any suggestions who yeah, would yeah. be a good fit. Um, obviously, like, you go with someone that's either, like, covered your shifts. And, yep. Like, I guess I always ask how he goes with other people. Yep. 
Um, some people are really good with kids, some people aren't. Um, and then when you add in, like, the, the high needs dynamic and all that, like, it's very, you gotta try and hit. Yeah, of course. With, at that house, uh, like, we not only support our client, we support, like, the foster mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's absolutely amazing. Like, um, it's amazing to see one person by herself look after so many kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and go above and beyond. Yeah. To do do what she does. It um, takes a special person. Oh, a hundred percent. Because yeah. it's it's challenging. Yeah. Like, they're not your like not your biological kids. Um, but you're you're also dealing with you know parents from the kids and. Like trying to balance all that and yeah. keep your emotions out of it. Yeah. So, well, I, I take my hat off to her because I personally couldn't do it. Yeah. Not that many kids. Yeah. I've yeah, most yeah. of them do with one. Yeah. One or two, but like, no, not so. Like a house full of kids. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it takes a special person to be able to like dedicate. Well, she's done it for 70, 17 years now. Yeah. So that's that's a big portion that's of your a, life. That's Absolutely. commitment right there. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a massive like portion of your life. Um, and she'll stay with these kids till she can't. So, yeah, you know, like I, you got to like take your hat off, and it, there's not enough, I guess, uh, recognition. Yeah, for people like that, that Absolutely. actually dedicate their lives to, because you know, like they're technically a volunteer. Yeah. So yep. like you can't do tax, you can't do anything yep. because you're registered as a volunteer. Yeah. Um, it's not a paid role. Yeah. My wife, um, Sim and I, we before we had kids, we went through all the training with um, the company back in Brisbane, and and it was like it was intense, and we were like it was the same training whether you were doing emergency respite, full time, part time, whatever. Um, so we we were going in for respite and emergency care, so. Um, yeah, obviously the kids that happen on the weekend or whatever that need somewhere to stay, it was like they'd come and crash at our place while they worked it all out in the back end. Mm. And then, um, yeah, with the respite, it was given other care as a break and that sort of stuff. But we um, we went through the training and I think it was three or four full weekends um, and they were like eight-hour days, Saturday, Sunday. Had this huge booklet. Um, and they've obviously got a tell you everything and as much as they can about what you might experience through that time and um and it was pretty confronting like yeah um and so yeah we got right through the process and then they came around to do the house visit to make sure we had locks on cupboards and all the bits and pieces that are required um and we just found out that we were pregnant with our our first child and um straight away she's like i'm so sorry but we got to pull the pin like unsafe we won't allow um carers with newborn babies to actually have foster kids just due to the safety of of it and and you know you don't know who you're kind of dealing with and yeah you get a well i can understand that because you do get a lot of kids that yeah we'll have outbursts and it only takes for like you not to be home to be able to make sure like you know yeah. your wife's safe and yeah you know there's as much as as much as the kids don't intentionally mean to have their outbursts and like lash out at you, yeah, 
it's it's a flight, uh, fight or flight. Oh, absolutely. Um, thing for them, um, absolutely. And it could be as little little of you giving them direction, and that's enough to make them snap. That's it. Like you're not going to know what what the point will be that yeah. that makes them yeah. That's the hardest thing. It's such a long process to build that relationship, build yep. that rapport, and be able to work within to try and like help them yep. grow from the damages that's there yep. to be able to give them a fulfilling future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I understand that side of it. it. It's sucky in that sense because like I know both yourself and your wife and you do an amazing job yeah. with kids. Um, it um like it, it was devastating in the moment, but the same thing. We understood the reasons why, mm. and I think because our whole hearts were just we want to be able to help where we can. Like yeah. it, you know, it's a small thing, but if if we could do something to help, then that's what we wanted to do. So and then Sims Arnie, she had been a long time carer for many 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 years, had had plenty of foster children, and did it really well. Like, yeah. and unfortunately, there are those that don't do it well. Um, but the the carers who are out there doing it for the right reasons, and 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 doing it properly and with a passion to actually help troubled kids, um, you know, big respect to, to all those people. Like it's yeah. it's not an easy gig. No, it's like um, I know. Like I've had a comment from a few carers that say, "Oh, why do you, why do um you need to support like." Yeah another family like my parents don't have support for the kids they have mm-hmm. well obviously if you have kids that have behaved without the trauma it's fantastic and that's it's all good that's that's a bonus yeah not only for a fee like the person looking after them but bonus for them because yeah. it's a lot easier to help them grow into like a very good routine and yeah. whatnot but when you start facing like kids that you know have the abandonment issues like um past trauma and you know it's just there's a lot and um it's just not an overnight fix yeah so there are carers out there that don't do the wrong right thing though absolutely and then just on that like big respect to you too bro like just obviously know who you are as a person Mm. um and just your heart and passion for that industry, like I can completely understand how hard it's going to be for you to step away from that. Yeah. But huge respect and and just big love for for everything that you've poured into, like that that one person, especially like your full time sort of yeah. client. Like, mate, I can guarantee that that will be a core memory. Like that's going to stick with him forever. The, the little conversations, the little you know. So it's yeah, awesome. I think it's it's what I really hold on to. Like, well, I remember like he didn't talk to me for three, my first three months. Yeah, um, I was lucky to get a high. Yeah, like and like there was days where I was like, oh, like is is this even worth it? Am I yeah. the right person doing yeah. this? Um, but then now I look at our relationship, like we have like jokes. Yeah, and as much as his sense of humour is so dry. <laughs> So dry. Dry as a fart. Yeah, like, but absolutely such a a good kid. And, you know, the only thing I want for his life is for him to be successful yeah. within his own right. Like, um, and I think that's when I look at kids in care, that's what I want. Because a lot of kids, like, the system fails them. Yeah. The system, the system is not set up for kids to succeed within yeah. the system. It takes people from outside the system that work with the system. Yeah. Um, See, I was saying it takes a village. Like, it, yeah. I mean, it truly does. Yeah. And, it, and it's not 
I'm not not sitting here saying look it's um child safety's uh, fault that it's a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, it takes a village and it takes you know I'm I'm very fortunate. I work for an organisation that does a lot of lot of great work. Yeah. Um, and there's so many organisations that drive to do the same thing yeah um which one day with my business doing counseling i really hope that i could build something um even with what we're trying to um build at the moment with the podcast yeah um which i reckon six months i like my goal for six months is to have at least eight bins at eight different businesses um to get some money together and um you know support people that need counseling and if we can pay for it we'll pay for it you know, um, help with local activities, helping other communities and stuff. Yeah. It's such a broad range of things you can do and it's as little as it seems. Yeah. It, it makes such a big impact. Yeah. Um, it was like the trip we did out to Wari Yeah. That was amazing. You know, like that's something that them kids will hold on to yep. for a very long time. And it's it's not just for, for us that went out there either. It's like the everlasting impact of going out there mm. that will just stick with you yeah forever you know and I like personally I really hope that like we can all do that trip again um together like you know yourself and um yeah your beautiful wife and bring the girls out there because they um, we obviously didn't know what to expect when absolutely we were going out yeah there. yep um but I think you know one thing like Scott was saying last week on the podcast like they don't want us to be one hit wonders. That's right. So come in one time, take a couple of photos, and make make it look like we're in it for the problem. accolades. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to do it to make a difference. Yeah, like I know I was saying on that podcast, like in twenty twenty three, you should not be hearing about houses without water. Yeah. Like no one should. That that's poverty to me. When I think about poverty, a house without water. Yeah, in a country like Australia, yeah. that should not happen. No, nah, yeah. we are not a third world country. Yeah. Um. But that you know, then then I start asking questions. So, why why are we at this? Well, mm-hmm. Why is that happening in that community? Yeah. What's your answer going to be? Oh, it's too remote for us to do anything. It's not. It's, nothing's too remote, and nothing's too big to make a difference. Um, and I think the government really needs to pull the finger out of their ass and start looking at communities like that, mm. and getting help in there, and yep. not just going in there for. A, a week and just doing a little bit, yeah. making like permanent funding and programs to be out there helping wherever they can. Absolutely, putting waters in the houses that don't have water would be a good start. Yeah, mm. you know, because it was like kids taking water and yeah. um, taking them back to the house. Yep. Um, and to me, that's not okay. I would expect that in a third world country. Yeah, they were talking about Warabender on the news last night. Actually, one of the like neighbouring MPs for that area. Mm-hmm. Um, had said, you know, the, actually the local member does spend a bit of time there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to the federal level, um, they do, they need to do something. Instead of flying around in jet planes and adding a tax for this and yep. all this sort of stuff, we could use that money so much better, you know. Like, we go back to the old surplus. The government has got $22 billion of surplus. With that $22 billion, they could spend $3 billion and halve the fuel excise. Right. Oh yeah. They can spend money, like you guys just said, putting water in homes in those communities. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be just. 
you know, like, I, I understand how they've, like, you know, when they were talking about the council, like, they have an Indigenous council that makes this final decision and stuff. Um, I understand that, and I full-on respect that, and I think that's awesome. I said, but at the same point, there's a lot more that we can do as a country and yep. as one people um, to get out there and do yep. a lot more. You 100%. know, my theory is, like, I'm... One of my little hobbies that I'm looking at doing is starting um, a pressure wash business. Yep. I would love to have enough funding, even from the bins. Mm. Yep. Like, for me and Scotty and whoever wants to come out one weekend, go out there Friday night, set up camp, and for the whole weekend, just start scrubbing all the buildings with all yep. the graffiti. Camp, you say? Yeah. With the wildlife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Australia and their wildlife oh. or something else. Oh well, we, oh, your brother's seen fire ants this look, morning. Look, just real quick, I've got somebody whispering in my ear who's going. I really want to talk on the podcast. I really want to talk on the podcast. Remember in 2020 when we we're all locked down and we all tried to work from home. Yeah. Well, this is my my um, I guess my punishment. We had someone calling sick for school today. He looked at his mum and went. <laughs> Mum, I'm sick. Can I stay at home? And as soon as I said, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll take him. He's just been on fire. You can hear him whispering in my ear. Mm. Hi, Liam. Liam, you need to come up here, big fella. Real quick. Quick. You going to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so hey, Liam. Who? Uh, what do you want to say? Uh, I'm here to share a story about something. Yeah, what do you want to share your story about? So, um, when me and Dad were going camping, um, I mean, going into Westwood, um, we had so much time together, and we were just traveling along at me, and, and I sleeped in the truck. For ages and ages and ages because it was a long way to Westwood. And we went past Grandma and Granddad's. Oh, that's really cute. Well cool. done, mate. Hey, see? That's what our podcast is all about. Mates helping mates and anyone can come share their story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, for me, um, about Liam being sick, I think it was more because there was certain people here. But spent time with the, with yeah. the Funkles. That's the right, Uncle Uncles. Hamish, Uncle Jai, and Uncle Reese. Yeah. We're trying to get we're trying to get our little Reese to come over here. He's sitting there watching us. What are you watching over there, uh, there, mate? Watching you want to come and you come and tell everyone what are you watching? Uh, I just got the NBA. The microphones are over here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing? Uh, Phoenix are playing San Antonio. Oh, yeah. A bit of NBA going on. Just a side hobby I like doing, watching sports. Side hustle. Talking about basketball. I like it. Yeah. Now, you had, hey, you had some great chat yesterday. Um, there was some lingo. We learned some whole new lingos from Reese last night. <laughs> you want to share? Share some of it with us, mate? <laughs> what, what oh, well, we can, we can send you a microphone. I can... Liam, I can uh, send him away for a bit. What? Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, he's all right. It's about mates helping mates. This is called Dating Advice by Reese. Now that's a segment. That's a good segment. Come on, Reese. Come on. 
Can I just say, I am so happy that I'm a happily married man in this day and age, not having to go through the struggles of dating Boy, life. I my goodness. It's getting harder, eh? With social media and all the other bits and pieces, it's out of control. So you were swiping on Tinder. Uh, first thing he does gets to Rocky. <laughs> He's swiping on Tinder. Uh, I don't even know how to say it these days. You know, Two out of three of us are married. The three of us are in committed relationships. So we, we just want to know. We want to get in on this, mate. What's the uh, what's what's the go? There's no guys just seeing what the difference was between <laughs> Rockhampton girls and Melbourne girls. We need to put that microphone closer to him. Oh, I love it. I know we learned about Bumble last night. Yeah, you could be like an like advertised <laughs> for Bumble. I just wanted to see if anyone was around. You know, go yeah. out for a coffee or something. I actually, like, when he said that, I remember one of the boys at work met his missus on Bumble. Yeah, yeah right. I was going to say, we can't, we can't say, like, about the matching because they listen. So we can't talk too much about no, that. No, look, like, I'm, I'm very happy with my um, partner um, and wouldn't change it for the world. But, like, I was still single in the, the Tinder era. Um, we won't share this because you know Serena listens to. No, that's all right. She won't mind. It's the past. She's my future. There's a difference, mate. Oh, I like that, mate. Well done. That's pre- Breaking news. Oh, never mind. Keep going. No. Okay. <laughs> you need to keep talking. Yeah. So it's an um, audio platform. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, um, as I was saying, um, Tinder's very hard, I, I find. I don't know what it's like in the big smoke. The city city boy over here trying to get out. Well, that's right. We can we can keep talking about it. So when you come back, Reese is, like, running out of our studio, escaping the Tinder chat. But, um... We can talk on your behalf. No worries. I think it's, like... I think it's... Kind of like, I get it from the COVID kind of side. Like, when we went, everybody went in lockdown. Mm. I can understand that. Um, <laughs> Do we need to take a break and come back? No, no, no. We, um, we, we can have a quick break and come back if you want. No, no, it's all Okay, good. keep going. Um, so, like, I understand that, but I think, um, like, social media... Um, is really taking over a lot of people's life. Yeah. I actually was watching this TikTok the uh, last night, and this bloke was saying if I if I go on a date with someone, um, and they they're on their phone checking their Instagram, checking their TikToks and Snapchat and whatnot, I I would like thanks for the date, see you later. Mm. Um, and so many people were giving him shit. More so single mums, but he, like, he, he, like, let, in the video, he, he talks about it. He's like, it's very different for a parent who's a single dad himself. And he, like, explains, like, I understand the parent side of it. Um, like, if your phone rings and it's something to do with the child, of course you're going to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he more meant, like, if it's just you talking to your friends... Yeah. While you're on a date. Well, clearly your attention's not, like, on the date. Yeah. 
That's not your full focus. Yeah. I'd be the same. I would 100% pay for the bill, walk out. Um, Are we sharing the... Um, <clears throat> sorry, I had to duck out for two secs. No, Again, right. you know, kids working from home. Are we sharing the story about Reese and his... And the wine, yeah. Well, he, has, he hasn't done it, but he, he was told about it. And, it. and it was basically sit down. Oh, yeah. And, and order, the date, order the most expensive bottle of wine you can. If things aren't going well, exit stage left, go to the toilet and out the window and leave, leave the, the other person with the bill. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I don't know if I could do that. To be honest, I couldn't. No I could, way. <clears throat> I couldn't fit out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, logistically, there's an issue, but Depends conscious wise, have you seen some of those toilet windows? Yeah, they're like the little squares. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say again. I'm so happy that I'm a married man in this day and age, and I'm I'm not in the dating scene. Like, I reckon it's getting I'm harder, you, but I, I think it's more so um, harder because so many so they're so fixated on what's going on there. On the techni- technology, yeah. Um, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I'm just like, nah. just slightly lift up your mic there, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, look, I, I'm the first person to encourage people. If you're at home with your partner and it's just like got a night off from the kids, cook a nice dinner, put a movie on, and sit there and just yeah. have a conversation with your partner. Yeah. I think mm. I think it's a really important thing. Yeah. Um, Lock the phones up. Yeah, like just have a night where you f- like keep one phone on you, like if your parents just say so like if something's happening with the kids, you, you know. But don't answer calls to your mates or something. Just spend time with the other half. Your I friends was, are going to understand. Yeah, I, I was pretty guilty of that, and like Sim had a, a good chat with me because I'd get home from work and it was sort of you know you're working all day, so you haven't kind of checked anything that's happening on your phone, and so I get home from work, and the kids are all excited. I'd sit there and have my phone. She's like, what are you doing? Like, mm. they haven't seen you all day. They're excited. I haven't seen you all day. Like, can we just have time? And it, it actually hit me. Because um, I just, I hadn't looked at it in that way. I was mm. just like, no, I'm just quickly checking these emails and doing bits and pieces. But it's like, I've only got a small window before they're in bed. Mm. Um, you know, spend that time. And, you know, once they're in bed, spend that time with with my wife and and after that you know I can go through and check all that that sort of thing but it's you know a value of what's more important in your life and in that point in time I was putting a whole lot of other things in front so now yeah. it's like if I get home from work the phone just goes on the bench on so mm-hmm. I'll deal with it later I think that's something we should challenge ourselves with um, in the next couple of weeks have a week that every night after seven phones are away mm. Yeah, yeah, and like I was the same as Hamish, guilty, we're guilty just as, as that. Bad. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was even worse. Talk. It was even worse when we were in uh, different jobs to what we are now. Yeah, you know, like we would come home, literally be talking to each other, having a beer, or not even talking to each other, but being in the same room. But we're sitting there on our phones trying to catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. And now that we both have different jobs. Um, Socialising outside and things like that. Well, I don't even like last night when we were all talking and hanging out. My phone was actually sitting here on the desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. And on oh, silent. And I think like about the kid thing. Um, kids remember that. Yeah. You know, I understand from like 
And I'm not being sexist here because females this day and age are exactly the same. If you have a job that requires you to be always there, as shitty as it is, in your head, you're obviously in that headspace of, I've got to do this because I've got to provide for my family. Mm. And I, I completely understand that. But I think what people forget, what's more important. Yep. You know, mm. a, a job's a job, right? There's always other jobs out there. Yeah. You know, um, you've got to choose what you're going to sacrifice. If you want to sacrifice your family, and then 12 months later, you know, your wife and kids are moving out. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they barely see you. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, that, that falls back on you. Yep. And the three of us were around when social media didn't exist. Oh, yeah. shows you our age there. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in our 30s now. Mm. Right, you know, when we were at school, we didn't have... Oh, like, the mobile phones came in, mm. but they were bricks. Yeah. You so couldn't even couldn't text on them. Well, I actually yeah. had Nokia for my first phone. It had snakes and ladders on it. Yeah, come on. And I think it was like... What did you have, up, Big Up was two. Down was six. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, down was eight. Eight. And then, what was it, three? Uh, four, four was left and six was right. Yeah, that's right. And that's yeah. how you played Snakes and Ladders on Nokia's. Yeah, I had, my first time was a Nokia 3315. Got it for Christmas back in 2002-ish. Oh, and that was back thing. when you could, you know, you make them all pretty with a, you could buy the cases for them. So, mum and dad, they bought me a 3315 for Christmas and I was a hardcore HSV Holden Racing Team fan. Yeah. And so they had already put a Holden Racing Team um, case on it for me. And I was in New Zealand at the time, so I couldn't do anything on it other than <laughs> play snakes. And uh, and I would spend as much time as I could playing I'll snakes. I'll tell you what, that phone, though, went through the washing machine so oh, yeah. much in my life. They were indestructible. Oh, yeah. And nothing was wrong with it when it came yeah. out. No, that wasn't. The worst part of it was you could only store about 17 text messages yeah. on there. And then <laughs> you had to, to go, go through, through and delete them. And it's yeah. like, oh, but there's some things I want to save. And <laughs> Can you imagine doing that, like, this day and age with how hectic life is? Like, oh, you couldn't. Like, nah, you couldn't. You'd be deleting stuff every hour. Yeah. <laughs> my, my first mobile phone was, I remember it, it was red. And it was on the old... Did it go faster? People, yeah. Yeah, people in New Zealand will remember. I, I don't even know if they had it in Australia, right? But it was on the old CDMA network. Yeah. It was yeah. so slow. Yeah. And literally all this thing could do is you flip the, bot, the bottom open, and when you dial the number, it made that... Yeah. Noise. And then the one after that was one of those flash flip phones. Yeah. And you could do that push to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talked, but that didn't last very long. No, it didn't. But I remember... Mum and Dad got their very first mobile phone, and oh, mate, it was an exciting day for the family. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, and it was it was a Motorola, this little grey Motorola. You had the aerial that you had to pull out, mm. and it just flipped open. All it was was a phone. You could only do calls on it. Yeah, it had a tiny little screen on it, and you just typed in the number and called. And it was like huge. Like I can sit in the car, I can go anywhere and make a phone call. It was extremely expensive <laughs> to make a call. But it was like, it was the best thing ever. And I remember being in the car with mum. She said, oh, I need to give dad a quick call. Pulled over on the side of the road, of course, responsible driving. And um, I said, mum, please, let me make the call. <laughs> and then next minute, me and my sister are fighting about who was going to do it. And she's like, oh, you can make the call this time. And then next time I need to make a call, you can do it. And I remember after that phone call, like the rest of the drivers was like, mum, do you need to make another phone call yet? Do you need to make another phone call? And it was just... 
it's literally the same as a phone at home. It had numbers that you pushed, yep. yeah. but it was just like, I can make a call anywhere that there was reception, and it was all good. Yeah. And then there was, like, yeah, car phones were kind of the thing. And Those car phones were so futuristic, where it was in the centre console, and you just pick it up, it make like a phone call. smart. Yeah. Like phone in yeah. the shoe. And phone these days, the say, hey, Google. Yeah. Yeah. Careful, there's a Google home sitting just yeah. behind you there. <laughs> Sorry, my bad, my bad. Um, but, like, I still remember, um, what's the museum called in Brisbane? It's a lot flasher now. It's in the main... In South Bank? South the one at South yeah. Bank, yeah. 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 Queen, Queensland Museum. Yeah. So I remember when they had, like, uh, I think it was, like, um, a heritage display on. You know yeah. how they change, like, each displays yeah. and all that and what they... Did they have the yogurt pots and the string there as well? Yeah. That's one of no, the no, first no. phones. But to make you feel really odd, they had the VCR there. Yeah. Like, there are some people probably listening that don't even know what a VCR is. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There was a phone, and I remember this exactly because like I was beside myself. Like I think Mum was with us, um, and all our siblings, and we we're like looking at this phone. And it was a phone that like to get the number, you'd put your finger on the number yeah. and turn oh, and no right back. And, and I was like, oh, surely, Mum, you never use this. And she was like, yeah, like, and I was like, no way. Yeah. And like she showed us how it was like used and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh. We used to have one of them as a toy. It was Grand's old phone, actually. Mm. And it was yeah, can you imagine, Mark? It's pretty amazing how far we've come in technology. Does anyone actually still have a home phone, like, <laughs> on the wall? No, it's actually no. more expensive to have a home phone than what it is to have a mobile, mobile phone. This yeah. day. See, we have, uh, for the the business, we have, yeah. um, like, a landline number and all that sort of stuff. But it's not actually connected into the... Remember the old phone? Actually, they're yeah, still floating they're around cool. the houses. Yeah. yeah, They're not even plugged in like that anymore. They're all wireless, connected to the I'm Wi-Fi. I'm pretty sure my nan and pop still have a home phone. Yeah, Katie's grandma still has a home phone. I don't understand it. Well, they have a f- some some people of that generation. No offense, but they have um, a mobile phone with the humongous buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look they're hot. Those phones. Oh my goodness! On that note, we are going to uh, we are going to have a quick break, and we will be back very shortly. You are listening to the Scott and Jai Show. It's the Mates Helping Mates podcast live on Facebook, and you can also download the podcast uh, the com. I'm trying to talk, and these guys are laughing at me. We'll be back very shortly. You're listening to The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Welcome back to The Scott and Jai Show. It's the Mates Helping Mates podcast. Live on Facebook. Happy Sunday. Sunday the 5th of November. Today is um, Guy Fawkes. No oh, sorry. There we go. Just need to plug your headphones in. Uh, today's 5th of November. It's um, Guy Fawkes Day. Cracker night. Is it? Uh, today? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 5th mate, of November. That is one thing I seriously miss about New Zealand. Guy Fawkes night. Going down to the warehouse, getting a big old bag of fireworks and going ham out in the backyard. Where everyone gets a bargain. Oh, yeah, mate. That, that was some of the best times. Did you have... Oh, because ever since no. I've lived in Australia... Um, yeah, the state of Queensland is not allowed to have fireworks. Oh, there you go. Uh, but Northern Territory, when you're ready, we'll jump in the truck. 
we'll go, off to the territory. Yeah, we'll just grab that pallet that's out there. We'll build a box and we'll just fill her up and bring her back. So while we're out uh, having Put our break, on top. we um, <laughs> Liam Liam wanted to uh, talk again on the podcast and he wanted to wish a happy birthday, mate. Lee, you gonna say happy birthday to Jai? Happy birthday, Jai. You're all right, mate. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, good stuff. You gonna hop back in your chair? Good stuff. Mate, are you trying to simulate Melbourne in this room or what? <laughs> oh, it's it nice is. and cold. Yeah, Frosty. Yeah, so we can't turn the aircon off. Yeah, so... Uh, With us three, Serena and Liam in here, you know, it gets a bit hot, mm. hot and heavy. Do you want to move on to the story time? Yeah, look, let's um, let's crack into this week's story. Um, Jai um, is going to talk about... A Facebook post um, that he saw, um, and I think it's 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 going to be a good discussion. So let's get into that now. Now it's time for Scott and Jai's story time. Real stories from real people. And if you're feeling affected by today's stories. You can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or Lifeline on 131 114, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 and of course Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978. Alright mate, take it away. <coughs> now it's time for Scott and Jai's story time. Keep going. Yeah, well normally you wait to... Our voiceover lady finishes talking, mate. And then I pressed it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Pull your shit together. Every time Big H is here, we uh, we have computer tech. silly. Anyway. He's got one job. <laughs> Push buttons. It's not my fault. Button monkey. Sorry, mate. No, you're all right. So this morning I, um, I'm up pretty early because of work. Um, with my current job doing splits. And... Um, I was just scrolling through Facebook and having a coffee with the miso, and um, there was this story about a bloke in um, Harvey Bay, and like I dove right into it, looked it up, and like I found a few more videos. Like he he's vlogged everything, so we um, his ex partner, um, his baby mama, um, had a DV on her. Um, he had custody of the kids, um, and lived with them, and this whole thing happened where she came over to the house at night, he had another chick there, um, which is perfectly fine, if you're split, you know, I understand some parents feel like, you know, they don't want other people near their kids. Yep. But I think there's a time where you got to really, like, make that judgment call yourself. Like, you're not going to put your kids in risk for a one-night sling, you know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, as I read into it, the whole scenario was um, she rocked up, jumped over the fence, started, his words exactly, doing the Spartan 300 front kick into the door. Um... And, um, that's pretty wild. It gives you visual, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I was, like, imaging it in my head. I could see my miso doing something like that. Um, 
And she's giving me the finger. <laughs> so lovely of her. Um, yeah, and so he's obviously, like, his kids are, like, reacting to it, which all kids would react to that situation. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he's put the chick that he was seeing and the kids inside and shut the screen door, locked it, gone outside with her. In the process, he's called the police and he's stating, what do I do, what do I do, like, I don't want to hurt her. Okay, so all of us males can understand, in, in a situation like this, it is so hard to decide how to deal with a situation like this due to do if you do it the wrong way or you do anything wrong when it goes to court, we're the ones that cop the brunt, regardless. Um... It is changing, but it's still, like, a very harsh thing happening. So, when the police finally got there, um, the police let this lady in the house with his kids, even though they're her kids as well, but the DVO situation, which I'm pretty sure DVO stands for Domestic Violence Order. DVO is uh, Domestic Violence Order, and the AVO is Aggravated Violence Order. So, and you're not allowed, I think it's like 200 metres within that, otherwise you breach of a DVO. Yeah, there's certain conditions um, that come with a DVO, and they can add other things into it as well. Yeah, so like... So he had all that on, and obviously she'd breached that. She, she, he was really concerned about the safety for his kids and the trauma that the kids were, like, obviously going to have after seeing all this. Um, because, obviously, kids' brains aren't developed um, enough to be able to process what is happening. And um, the police got there. Three of the police went inside with her. And, uh, mind you, I forgot to add, she had a knife, um... So, and, yeah, the police threw him on the ground um, and held him to the ground Two, they realised that he was actually in the right um, and let him up and, like, he was trying to ask, like, why are you letting her in my house? Like, there's a DVO. And they are like, oh, you just got to try and let us do our job. And he said it perfectly. Is it the... Are we Sorry, right over there? Yep, all good. Um... Still happening. Fixed. Um, so it's um, like he was trying to explain to the cop, like, what did I do wrong to be thrown onto the ground? Um, you know, my my kids are in there scared. Um, is it because you like I've got tattoos, a mullet, yeah, yeah. which is like the typical, uh, and I hate to say it, when you. When you have tattoos, it's a typical stereotype that the police go for. Yeah. Um, I know I've been at the nightclub, been a, a dick. Look, I'm not the best person when it comes to cops. I'm the first one to, like, I try and show respect, but if you don't show that same respect, I'm not going to give you respect. It's as simple as that. Um, and so, like, for me, looking at this... I completely understand. What I don't agree with is people are jumping on social media and full-on, like, just bragging me out, saying he's a bad dad for, like, doing that and letting that happen in front of his kids. That whole situation, he tried to control the best way he knew how. 
Um, and she's got like a massive following, and she's jumping on, and uh, as you do, spin, spin a different story that makes you look like the victim, and yeah. mm. like, and all he's asking, right? And I completely agree with this for him to drop um, all these videos on social media was a written apology from the Queensland Police Service. I hundred percent agree. If you were in the wrong, and that's you realised and you've admitted it, you should have to follow a certain protocol. Because when I look at the police, right, they're, they're the people in force law. So if I was to respect that, shouldn't the police be held at a higher standard? Standard, sorry, my English is a bit off. Um, than what we are. Absolutely. Like, you know, like, when I look at people that I look up to, I'm not going to look up to a cop because they think they can hold themselves at a lower standard than us. They they work for the government. They wear, you know, the emblem, you know... The, the, quick, the, the coat queen. of arms. Yeah. Mm. So, to me, you have to hold yourself at a higher standard. And mm-hmm. again, everybody's humans and we all make mistakes. But with what happened in this situation... I don't think it was a mistake. I think it's very pig-headed that it's the whole, oh, the girl's in danger. Even though the um, police stated that we only got a message over our system saying that there was a domestic... Uh, domestic... Dispute. Dispute, dispute yep. happening. Um, which is not true. We all know on the police radio when dispatch calls over... You know, they're they're very detailed to what the situation is. Um, You can download apps so you can hear what goes on. Mm. Um, And he explained that. Like, don't lie about it. Don't try and make it like it's something that it's not. Um, At the end of the day, he was just trying to watch out for his kids. Now, I've seen so many um, males uh, go through very similar things when they're actually in the right. And I'm not saying that males don't do the wrong thing because there are definitely a a majority of males that, you know, bash their partners and do wrong by their children and stuff. And and to them, they deserve whatever they get. But to the the majority of males that actually try to be the best they can be for their kids to provide and protect... There should be something that makes us feel a bit more safer calling the cops. Because mm. they're the people we're meant to call to help us, right? Yep. So 100%. When I look at that, if that was me in that situation and that happened, I wouldn't want to call them. Because that's what we teach our kids to do, right? If yep. they're in danger and they see a police officer or anybody in uniform, like yep. an ambulance or fire, we teach them to know that that's a safe place to go if you yeah. can't find mum and dad and all that sort of stuff. But um, I can tell you now, I don't teach my kids any of that um, because you don't know in 2023 whether they would respond the appropriate way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it's very wrong, and um, I think the only way to fix it is training. They need better training. Absolutely. Um, I understand that there's a massive drive to get more people people on the police force and whatnot, but, again, it comes down to anybody that 
wears that uniform has to held, hold themselves to a higher standard yep. than an average citizen on the streets. Um, I understand their job's rough. Look, I worked alongside um, QPS for six years of my life being a bouncer. Um, and I met a lot of good cops that would have your back. Yeah. But there is a lot of cops out there that... Um, are absolutely like pick headed about their job. Yeah. They, they take think, it to a whole new level, yeah, don't they? Well the persona like I got pulled over the other day, um and it was just stupid, like from get go he was just pick headed. And like I'm one of these people, like I'll comply with anything and show you the same respect, but the moment I start feeling like you know, you're looking down on me, you're not showing me an equal right of respect. I'll give it back to you. Like, yep. I've, like, you know, I've, I have no problem doing that. I think that's the problem. Like, at no point, like, should males feel like we can't call for help. This is what we're trying to change. The stereotype has to change. I, I felt like, um, you know, you look at uh, police recruiting, and so I, I went down the road of looking at, um, becoming a firefighter quite a few years ago mm. and one of the big things with fireys is they want life skills before you become a firefighter mm. and so it is not that common like you can apply from 21 it's not that common that they will actually take you on at 21 because <coughs> you, you, you don't have life skills mm. you know you haven't really got a lot of people skills it's it's stuff that kind of comes as you get older. And so yeah. I feel like, um, you know, with police, there's, there is always such a huge drive um, for recruitment. Um, the, the younger guys, it, it's like they've got, they've got something to prove. Yeah. And so they get out of the academy. Pride comes in um, and, and power. And it's like yeah. at that age, I know what I was like at that age, with a bit of power, you get hungry. Mm. Like you know, you get hungry for more, and and it's very easy to be to abuse your power, especially at a young age. Like the older you get, the wiser you get. The more you've learnt, the, the more you understand you about become. how to treat other people. Yeah. The more humble you are, exactly. Um, and I feel like that's that's part of the problem with with QPS is getting so many young young guys like yeah they're fit okay I get that they're fit they can run they can you know um but that's only one side of policing yeah um you know in my opinion I guess the bigger side is dealing with people how to deal with people in a respectful way that is still getting the job done and I mean I know um some extremely good police officers um one who was a very good friend of mine and, and he's he's the real deal um and even yesterday like when we were breaking down the side of the road we had a cop pull up i was under the truck and um scott goes oh the cops turning around i was like oh you know what are we going to be faced with here and he got out and he said just come to check you guys are okay and um, i saw you were under the truck so i've got all my lights going to give you some protection and the conversation was awesome. He hung around, had a bit of a yarn, and um, and it was cool. But if, if that had been someone, you know, potentially younger or with something to prove, anything could have happened. You know, no, like yeah. Where we were parked was not in a great spot, and we didn't have, 
triangles, hazard things out or anything like that. Um, because, well, we didn't have it. Um, but in his situation, he, he cared more about our safety, making sure we were okay and getting the job done we needed to than trying to tick off, you know, here's tick a ticket for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing, right? They people don't, A lot of people don't realise this, but police have a commission that they get mm. yearly and it go, it's based... I'm pretty sure it's based off that station or district. Yeah. Um of how many like tickets and stuff they can get. Yeah. So and if they achieve that that target, they get a commission. Yeah. Now, to me, again, that's wrong. Um, there actually is a YouTube video on a police. I think it was in Perth. Um, that was an ex-police officer that quit the force due to he didn't believe that they should be going off for a commission. Yeah. Because again, anybody like. I'm the first to say it. If I can find another side hustle to make a bit more money on the side, I'm going to do it. If it, my job says, all right, if Jai, if you hit this target um, in achieving a target A, target B, target yeah, C, yeah. you'll get 10 grand at the end of the year as yeah. an annual bonus. Of course, I'm going to do anything possible to hit target yeah. A, target B, target C, right? Any of us would do that. So when I look at that in a in a... Um, a job that you're in in the community sector, uh, you've got young people looking up for you, you've got troubled youth that you attend to all the time, you have to fit a certain criteria. You have to be humbled about your job. You have to have that life experience. Um, and I'm not saying the police don't have um, good training. What I'm saying is... The younger you are, you do. You have that cockiness about you. You have that, you know, I'm better than you. The amount of cops that have pulled me over, whether it was I had a loud car or whether I was just 10Ks over mm. and they've come out with their chest puffed out. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, there's no need for it. Absolutely none. You know what the frustrating part, the other frustrating part, you know how we talk about... Um, it's not necessarily just the cops either, but um, it's the government. You know, like um, we were watching on the news the other night. If, I, if you guys can see it on the screen, can you there. sort Antarctica out, at please. I can I'm do like, that. I'm it, like it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish my speech and then yeah, I'll quickly yeah, run over there. Cool Arctic breeze in here. But <sighs> we were watching the news the other night, and they Nick's had this hard. rally in Townsville. Um, actually, I could play you like a little snippet. Uh, potentially of the of the of the chat, but they were all in protest. G'day, um, they were all in pro- in protest, and the local member came out and basically just said, um, "Oh well, you're all, you won't vote for me next time. You'll vote for LMP." Actually, here he microphone. Get it all out now. Get your abuse out now. Have a little bit of respect. <laughs> Only agitating the crowd further. I bet you if I walked around half a year of bloody LMP anyway. Well, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's a leader. That's the local member. Yeah. And Anastasia Palaszczuk was there at that protest, and he comes out and says a line like that. Yeah. Look, that's wrong. You're part of a leader group that's meant to be, you know, achieving great things within our country, and that's the way you treat people. That just... That just shows where the government standards are. Oh, 
Jesus. I think we can jump off the ship now, boys, and um, the ice will start melting. <laughs> Jesus. That was Chile. Oh, you could cut glass with those. <laughs> no joke. My nipples are so hard right now. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You want to touch them? Back on, back on point here. Um, but that's the sad, the sad point, is enough. that the only way to make a change is this time next year. You guys will have the opportunity to get rid of a Labor government. Nah, but look, I see I don't agree with what you're saying there because um, you look at this whole yes vote, I think. Um, what a disaster and, that's turned into. Yeah, well, they're still proceeding to make it a law. What is it? You, you explain uh, They're going to, instead of putting it in the Constitution, they are looking um, at legislating it through, through the Parliament. So, because... The Labor Party have um, More a majority in the in the lower house. Mm. They're looking to pass a bill, so it becomes law and, and legislation um, with the voice. They are looking at stealing. So the No campaign was talking about having the local voice, and you've said on this podcast about yeah. local voice and local councils. We saw it with our own eyes only a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, but that's essentially what they're trying to do so it's just one big backflip to actually get what we want now if that was put to us at the first go i'm sure the three of us in this room probably would have voted yes yeah it was going to be a localized thing mm. um I, i'm in support of that but these, these people at the top aren't listening um, I know story time isn't about the government and all that sort of stuff. It was about um, the, this guy in Harvey Bay. But it's the same concept. We've got leaders that aren't being leaders. The whole purpose of being in the, that house and being a leader is leading, the, like, your, well, for old mate, he's meant to be a leader in his district. You know, like, we're already facing hard enough times. Um, we need to start getting some shit right. Like, it's just beyond a joke. Um, look, I'm not a politic person by any means. Um, I've most probably learnt more since being your friend in the last four years. <laughs> Someone that doesn't vote in this country. Yeah. Um, Seem to know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I've just never really followed it because I don't believe that we really have a say or a thing. And that's kind of sad, like, as an Australian... Like, we should have a say. That's why I kind of admire um, Germany and uh, New Zealand's political system. So, you know, when you guys go and vote, um, it's the preferential. So one, one, two, three, four, five, six, right? And whoever, but and they do all the deals. But whereas in Germany and New Zealand, and I can't remember the other European country, is the big parties, you know, they win, they win seats and everything like that, but. They they do deals with smaller parties mm. to be able to form a government, so you don't have just one party. Mm-hmm. It's not a one party rule, mm. right? In in New Zealand in twenty seventeen, everybody hates talking about it. Um, you know, Labor Greens and a party over there called New Zealand First. They all formed a coalition, and um, some people made agree or disagree with this, but they got the country moving. And then when Labor got in in 2020, it was a one-party rule and everything stopped and the whole place turned to crap. Mm. Um, and the next government that comes in will be a, a three-party thing as well. So you'll, 
Yeah, I can see the one side of it, whereas you got to negotiate with three parties and you got red tape and bureaucrats and all that sort of stuff. But that way is so much more effective because you get to get together and you get to debate the real issues and get real solutions to be able to fix these problems, mm. i.e. the gentleman yeah. we were just talking about in Harvey Bay, the youth crime in Townsville. But it's just not... Not just him, you know what I mean? I'm sure there'd be so many other blokes out there that feel the same because of, like, like similar experiences. Mm. I know myself, like, I personally, if someone broke into my house, I ain't calling the cops to fix it. I'll deal with the problem myself. Mm. I know that I've got enough skills to be able to take someone out. Like... And you take... You, you take... You know, it's really like, bad that we all we all are at the point where you have to take matters into your own hands. Yeah. Well, that's where it gets silly too, like the way the law is. If someone breaks into your house and they trip over and break their leg, they can sue you. Yeah. It's like, sorry, well, how does that work? You've just broken into my well, house. Well, the bike here in Rocky, Bullshit. he was a security guard. Someone broke into his house and he woke up and this fellow was in his daughter's room. Absolutely bashed him to near death. Um, and he was the one charged. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. sorry. If someone walked into my daughter's room, I would. App, you wouldn't be alive. I'd be in the morning. The cops got there. I'd just be covering the whole back up. Like, it's the system is broken. Like, yeah. if you, well, we might as well move to other countries. There's other countries. If you did that, you'd be shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like. It just it just shocks me, and you met we're meant to sit there at night time and tell our kids that they're completely safe. Well, really, what happens? Okay, someone breaks into the house, you defend your kids, and then you're off to jail for ten years because you had no choice but to hurt the person really bad. That's right. And if you want to make a a difference, um, I heard this on another podcast during the week, but get in contact with your local your local member, especially if they're aligned with. The party that's in government at the moment. Oh, um, stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> Preach it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, get in contact with the Minister for Police and Corrective Services. Happens to be the Minister for Fire and Emergency Services. Name's Mark Ryan. Just Google Mark Ryan MP. All these details are there. Bombard his phone, bombard his emails, bombard Facebook, bombard whatever he's got. He is the Queensland State Police Minister. Yeah, I just get on it. I just think it, it's it's sad that in it, you know it's the same concept as I was saying earlier. Like in twenty twenty three, we shouldn't be seeing regional towns um, like living in poverty conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, nor should we be having to deal with stuff ourselves. Like it, it's a joke, and you know. I, I sit here and think, what if our country went to war? We are our, we're on our own. Like Australia's army's not that big, you know. A different concept, but I know myself. Like I'd be willing to do whatever I had to do in that situation. Same to with fight someone. For your country. Yeah, yeah, if someone broke into my my yard, like I live with you, mate, and um, you know, you two two boys live here. There was only another night. Millie at the back, our dog was going off and. She's barking her head off, and Serena was like, oh, do you think we should get up? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to stay in bed, to be honest with you, but I thought I'd better get up. <laughs> Let Serena get up and deal with it, eh? Yeah, because it'd be my luck the one time I don't get out of bed, there'd be someone there. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm not the fastest runner, so she wouldn't have much hope. I'd have 10 seconds. <laughs> Bullshit, mate. I've seen you go. Yeah, mate, once on. you get started... Look, this house has got a lot of turns. When I'm half asleep, I'm more than likely knock myself out before I get out. <laughs> Just want to make a very quick correction. Uh, AVO stands for Apprehended a Violence Order. Not aggressive violence order. There you go. Um, but, yeah, like, so we went out the back, and it was real funny, actually. Like, um, Millie was at the side of our house, looking up the side, the other opposite side to the house, yep. up where the cars is. And um, she ducked back to Serena and sat right by Serena. And um, as I was coming around, she, like, quickly ducked out enough to see me, and she couldn't realise it was me, and she was going to go me. And then she realised it was me and, like, came over and she was all happy. and Like, you know, it's just... It shouldn't come to the point in a day and age that you've got to get up at 11 o'clock at night to just go and make sure that your yard's all right. Mm. But, yeah. like, we're, we're at that stage with, you know, the amount of crime that's happening. And it's not just in CQ, it's in Townsville. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, more so now, do I believe that... Something needs to happen with youth crime, a hundred percent. If it was me, I'd be building a program that they go out to a farm and work. I actually love um, months. Bob Catter's idea. I don't like, agree with a lot of what Bob Catter says. You know, like shooting crocs and all that sort of stuff. But um, Bob Catter and his son have said, you know, if you commit a crime as a youth offender. Go out on the farm in the middle of nowhere. Kind of like the movie Holes. You mm. know, where they send them out in the middle of nowhere and they dig holes and find treasure for the ward. Not like that, but yeah, send but them go- out into the middle of nowhere and do some work. Do some real stuff. Well, to- not only that. You're, you're not sending them out there so much as a punishment. Um, did learn so much working on, a like, a rural property, like yeah, a beef cattle farm 100%. or a sheep farm. Like, there's so much to do. Like, on the properties like that, there's not a day where there's not nothing to do, yeah. like, you know, checking fences, welding gates. Like, there's so many skills you could bring out of it. Yeah. And they're a different kind of folk. Like, they are, like, down-to-earth, really nice people, but they're hard workers. That's right, um, yeah. So, you know, you're not... It's not punishing them. I think, if anything, by the end of it, I think you'd end up coming out a better person and you'd most probably be really thankful. Mm, yeah. Um in that situation, but why would our, our government won't do that? That's uh, they're too worried about everything else over right now. It's just stupid. Um, making TV ads, making as we heard before, you know, standing up in protests and blaming the other side, making it political. Just get the well, job think, done. Yeah, I think that's funny, right? Because when I look at someone speaking like that, if someone broke into their house. They'd be feeling the same way. Well, it's like the roads, right? If you drive past a politician's house and they live on a dirt road, for the first kilometre, it's all dirt. And then as the next kilometre comes up to their house, I guarantee you it'll be freshly painted, fresh bitumen, everything there. Then you go another kilometre past their place and you go back to dirt road. Yeah. 100%. I'd believe That's that. what's happening. Yeah. It's, um, you know, they, they all sit there and they're better than everybody else. I think that the whole group of people needs to be completely removed. Start again. Astra- well, no, put Australia into lockdown, no one in or out. Um, what? 
well, we'll stop you there, big fella. Nah, nah. Blowing the whistle. <laughs> Blowing the whistle. Nah. Not in lockdown. No. I, I can't do another lockdown. <laughs> no, not like that. I mean, no one fly in and out of the country. Settle down, mate. Jesus. Um, <laughs> like, you, don't, you can't go to another country. No one can mm. come in. Um, unless it's like you're on a working visa or whatnot. Cool. Cool, yes. But then remove everybody out of the house... And let the people vote people in. Fresh. Nobody. No local members. Nothing. Keep their jobs. I guess the other issue too is some... It won't happen. We all know it won't but, happen. But some people are easily influenced by... You know, it's 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 like when you go out to the pub, right? And you see the flashing lights That's and win, pe- win, win. All that sort of yeah. stuff. People are distracted by the bright lights. They need yeah. to do... Exactly like you did with The Voice is research... Research and um, why are you two over there while I'm talking? Anyway, um, do your research, get the facts, make your own decisions. That's half the issue. No, and half and see the issue the is the people that like fall. <laughs> Jesus, hang on, I'll just uh, <laughs> blow your own whistle. Blow, then, blow my own whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Right. Um, well, I, I fully agree with what you're saying, but I also think that a lot of people that um, like. I easily influence just because they're they're followers, right? They're sheep, yeah. yeah. Getting on the bandwagon. Yeah, followers. There's two people: followers and leaders. Choose which one you want to be. You know, like 100%. leaders in today's world are people that go out, try their best, be humble, treat people with with respect, and you know, work together. You know, if everybody was nice to each other. We wouldn't be in situations we're in in the world today. Unfortunately, that's not Jesus. how the like, way this, the world works. It's stupid. It's like war. I don't agree with it. You can sit down and have a conversation. Most countries now somewhat know English. Sit down in a big round table like Lord of the Rings. Put all your swords out. Have a little play and a conversation. Get a bit of Great Northern in you. Might settle them down. Or, settle down with a beer. Or, you know, I don't mind the old Byron Bay beer. Knocks you around. It's a bit filthy, the old Byron Bay beer. Bit of, bit of frothy. Get a bit of froth on your mouth. Mate, thank, uh, thank you for sharing the story time. I think we, <laughs> we, we got to the bottom of that. So yeah. what do people need to do? Where is the story? Was it on Facebook? Nah, uh, Facebook and TikTok. Okay. No, but it's happened everywhere. It's not just uh, the, he just happened to come up on my feed. Okay, and, to talk. Oh, that, yeah. and that's great. I'm I, I'm glad that you've brought this. It opened a conversation. Yeah, have the conversation. Open up again. It's about mates helping mates. And I, you know, like um, it, it's sad. You know, um, I won't mention his name, but someone said earlier today. You know, I'll just bottle it all up, and then you know I'll deal with it later. You don't deal with it later. Like, if you bottle things up, it becomes an explosion. If you bottle things up, it becomes a bigger problem. It might be 10 years down the track, right? But that 10 years, you might meet the woman of your dreams, but something triggers you, boom. And that 10 years of build-up is like, bang. And that's a journey that the I three of us... I think we can all relate at one stage in our life that we've experienced that. 100%. Where the three of us have, you know, we've all bottled <laughs> things up and then let it get to a point yeah. where there's no return. And now that we're a bit older and wiser, we know. Yeah. Just call me Grandalf. Just talk, <laughs> <Grand Elf. laughs> talk about it. 
Because sharing is caring. Dumbledore. Mates helping mates. All right, we will be back very shortly. We uh, will get into the last part I've of the podcast got the shortly. the eye of the tiger. Where did that come from? Katy Perry. And we'll just cut him off there and uh, click, click me magic button. This is the Scott and Jai Show. It's the uh, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Remember to download the Scott and Jai Show.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. And that was the live show and podcast for your Sunday. Vape! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what a way to finish. What a way to finish. All about making that vape! <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, you know where I learned that from? That's from the, uh, the morning shift. Oh, yes. yes. I love those guys. All, all about that vibe. <laughs> um, thanks. Oh, well, I was going to say, little Reese and Serena and Liam have bailed. Yeah, yeah. No, they're gone. Liam was getting a bit touchy sitting there, still whispering and playing with his car. Yeah. So he did a very good job. Yeah, he did no, a great him. job. Good. For a six-year-old, not too bad. Big H. Good egg. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. We absolutely love having you, mate. Mate, thanks for, thanks for having me again. It's, Sorry, can yeah, yeah, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got that. <laughs> Sorry. That is coming out. Of yeah. No, Sorry, it's, um, it's always a treat coming up coming up to Rocky and hanging out with you guys. It's um, And this time, especially special having um, Reese here, the brothers back together, the four of us. Mm. And, um, yeah. What could All, go wrong? Well, <laughs> well, awesome chatting with you guys and just chewing the fat on, on some pretty good topics. Chewing the fat. Chewing the fat. I want to make a show that says chewing the fat. Love it. I think people might take that the wrong way. (laughs) Uh, You got any uh, any last comments, mate? Vibe! Oh, my God. So, don't forget, download the podcast at The Scott and Jai Show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, or you can go to the website, thescottandjaishow.podbean.com and get the podcast for wherever you get your podcast we're up to nearly 400 downloads uh, since we started this so giddy up all right we will be back next sunday live on facebook and youtube from 1 p.m join us then and keep that vibe happening (laughs) all right have a good week have a blessed weekend love everyone see yous was the scott and jai show mates helping mates podcast thanks for listening remember to download the scott and jai show on the podbean app and follow them on social media at the scott and jai show enjoy your week thanks for downloading the scott and jai show mates helping mates podcast listen to the boys live 
on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.